Like while we were in the hospital, it, we had been talking a lot about his name. We're super Harry Potter nerds. And so my wife had always been fond of the name Phoenix. When we settled on Phoenix Harrison, my biggest concern with naming him Phoenix was that it would be like a bad omen. You know, we had no idea sort of what was going to come. He had some issues breastfeeding and uh, ended up getting dehydrated. We took him to the hospital in Minot and they did some lab draws on him because they were concerned uh, about how much weight he had lost and they noticed a, an unusual lab result. He seemed to be fine at the time, uh, but they were concerned enough about it that they decided to medically evacuate him to Fargo. At the time that we left, the evacuation was really just a precaution. Nobody really thought that this was a, a big deal. It got very serious very fast. I, I can't say enough things, you know, about how quickly everybody responded and how amazingly they all performed their jobs. Like, you know, got him stabilized and uh, rushed him down to imaging and they eventually came and told us that uh, they saw that he had developed uh, clots all throughout the area between his uh, skull and his brain. Nothing like any anybody had ever seen before. So they wanted to quickly take him to do an MRI. And between the time, the five minutes between when they did the CT scan and they did the MRI, all the clots had grown you know, in his brain and the, the blood flow had completely stopped. It's an extremely uncommon situation with a nine-day-old child. Uh, like what they're supposed to do in that situation is just make the child comfortable and allow him to die. There's just nothing to do. That's when they, they had taken us into a little room and they told us he wasn't going to make it. It's the worst thing a parent could ever hear. Like, it was the worst moment of my life. Dr. Drofa, he told us that given what he does as a neurosurgeon, it just didn't sit well with him with such a young child to just allow him to die without at least attempting something. He said there is no precedent for any kind of procedure to perform in this case, uh, but that, you know, he regularly does a procedure with adults. They go in through a vein in their groin and insert a catheter and, and clot busting medication to break up the clot and restore the blood flow, but never in a, in a situation with such a young child. He said that if we were willing with an understanding that he, it was almost an absolute certainty that he would die during the procedure rather than sit and wait and just watch him and comfort him until he died, if we would prefer, he would at least attempt to try and break up the clots. He called it a MacGyver move. Yes. He's like, I'm going to just try it. It's probably not going to work. Say goodbye before he goes in, but we're going to at least try. Pretty much immediately started prepping him uh, for surgery and took us to a, a small hallway outside of the operating room and they, they had us spend about five minutes telling our son goodbye. They told us it would be the last time we see him alive. But they let us hold him and sing to him and give him kisses and just as long as we needed to and then eventually, you know, it was time. I just say, hey, man, this kid is so strong. He is such a fighter. Like, I'm not going to give up. The doctors aren't giving up. Like, we're not giving up. Like, we're going to believe that this kid is going to live. We're going to believe that he can make it through this. And that's when we started just, just really praying and, like, harder than ever and just believing that he was going to make it. We thought no matter what, like, even if he doesn't make it, we're going to believe that he was so strong and, like, he was fighting his hardest, you know, and we just needed to be there with him in spirit. After a few hours, like, uh... He, he stabilized at least 
for the time being. They said that you know they weren't sure if he would ever if he would develop a bleed or if the blood flow would stop again, and you know that wasn't the kind of procedure they could perform twice. We were just so scared, like when he went back in that you know it'd be bad news or that it was just you know a temporary fix dr drofa comes out and you know shows us these pictures and he says this is today like of all the areas where the blood is now flowing throughout his brain and like it looks totally normal basically he's telling us he's gonna live it's just so amazing like given his name he would just rise from the ashes like that i mean no you cannot be closer to death than he was told us that my son's clots are 100% gone now. No clots, no nothing. We just had this whole flash of our life together of like all the joy he was going to bring me like all of one moment. They're like the luckiest parents in the whole world and we love them so much. We're really thankful to our parents and our friends and you know like we said the doctors and nurses, everyone. February, we saw Dr. Drofa and tried to, I don't know what I could ever say to him. You know what I mean? He saved my, my kid's life. We even thought of changing the baby's like middle name to Drofa because we love Dr. Drofa and his team so much. But Dr. Drofa had told us that that day that he operated on him was actually Dr. Drofa's birthday. And it was the craziest birthday that he's ever had, you know, like because it was so such bad news and then such good news all at once. So we thought like because that was like the day that he ended up surviving, like that's, you know, to us like his rebirth day. So like every year from now on, we'll celebrate that as his rebirth day and kind of like as a tribute also to Dr. Drofa and his team, like because our son is silly Harry Potter stuff but to us like he's like the boy who lived it's just it's amazing everything that happened we both feel just so lucky just have this opportunity like to be parents to him and we know that he's destined for great things oh there he is (laughs) 